This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. A station without a pole. This isn't a fire station. Welcome to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think of them today. Here are our hosts, Mike Forgetto and Mike Sullivan. Hello and welcome to I Used to Watch This. I am Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. And we're back from a short, uh, unplanned break. So uh, hope you guys haven't missed us and uh, thanks for hanging in there. Um, but uh, we're back and ready to go, right? We're, we're back in emergency form. <laughs> I, I don't it's know, I'm trying, trying to work a pun in there somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's a, there's no real good pun to work in with that one. No, no. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, we, so we, we took a, a little time off, like Mike said, unplanned, but we're, we're back and um, we jumping right into things with emergency. Now, I, I, I don't have, I don't know what date this started. Wait, I don't have any of that. Yeah. The end part sounds like a hockey game. <laughs> I, w- I want to set my text message alert to that. You want me to send you that file? That pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in, like in the middle of a meeting and that'll go off. <laughs> hey, I really got to go. This is an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> right. Put a little stress, a little importance behind it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so- you, oh, wait, you want to know? I think this was, oh, shoot. Hold on a second. I had it. Didn't I write it down when this came out? No. I, I know I, I I know I had it when I first started watching it, but that was we actually yeah. Mike and I watched, watched this, this a like couple weeks three ago weeks and... ago. <laughs> so <laughs> we're but, uh... so here's what I remember about it: like when I was a kid in grade school, we used to be able to come home for lunch, and I would walk home for lunch, which is unheard of these days. Like you could never let a kid walk home like in <laughs> third grade, you know. So I'd walk home from and eat lunch at home, and I'd turn on you know our local uh, what, WFLD in Chicago, and right. I would watch like Emergency, you know, like all the old shows would be on during during lunch. So that was one. That's that's how I watched the show, and right. I, we talked about doing the show, and I'm like I vaguely remember it, but the minute the the minute the thing started when I saw the <laughs> uh, the, the opening credits. It came back to me. It was like right. like I never missed a day. Station fifty one. Awesome. Station fifty one. Man in a well. That's right. <laughs> Corner of Wadsworth yeah. and uh, Central. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so they all go to very, the map yeah, and just like look it up on the map. How do we get there? <laughs> right. No Grab GPS. A couple pins. Yeah. And then, uh, no. Um, yeah. But yeah, th- so, this was from uh, January nineteen seventy two. Okay. All and right. the funny thing, so a little yeah. bit about this. So this episode's called the Wedsworth Townsend Act. And um basically this is where the whole premise of the show came from. So this this whole premise of the show is that they're they want to get the the rescue guys to be trained as paramedics. So that way they're right. there on scene quickly, they can treat people right away. And this is actually was really happening right before this show this is why the whole show came about is because of this 
act that was actually going through to be put in motion to have these guys actually trained as paramedics. So right, um, right. it's got a super boring name for the episode <laughs> because it was based off of something real. So, and, I, and it did say like in the, in the, in the, um, hey, if you like read like a bio of the show, it says based on actual events or, you know, something like that. And I was thinking, you know, like, is like, I like I remember one episode where the lady got her toe stuck in the bathtub <laughs> nozzle. Wait, like, was that they, this, they or are you thinking in. of that, or that actually that was a Dick Van Dyke too, where Mary Taylor Moore got her toe oh, stuck oh, in there? Really? Yeah, I, I sort of remember it being this, but I could be wrong. It's been years. <laughs> but um, I'm like, was that an actual event? But no, something like this, the whole Townsend or whatever, whatever act that was. I, I mean, that's really what this is all about. So. Yeah, and it's a pretty cool background story and and like as the pilot it seemed it, it was a good story i thought kind of the way they approached it was a little weird um or a little um i don't know like i think i think um like filmmaking and, and television showmaking has has um evolved a long way since since then so yes you know compare this show to like chicago fire <laughs> And uh, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no comparison, yeah. But uh, but even like they just kind of like you know the way the way they start out. It's so yeah. The, the start off starts is out with like sad. yeah. It's like hey, we've been in this business a long time. You're you know uh, remember when we first started? Yeah, it's like the beginning <laughs> you know, of a Folgers like, coffee commercial. They sitting down with their coffee. Yeah. Remember when we first yeah, started? Yeah, in the kitchen. Yeah. And then yeah. they get the, the screen goes all fuzzy and they do like the dream sequence. Right. Well, and they even say like, because Johnny talks about, Johnny Gage, he talks about how Roy, his partner, kind of conned him into being this guy. And right, right. he's like, yeah, I was over at station whatever at that point. He's like, yeah. He's like, that wasn't really a station. It didn't even have a pole or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Oh no, no, he said that they was were like carrying on like a couple old married people, huh? Yeah, they yeah. were carrying on like a couple old married people. Yeah, exactly. People, like you said, like and literally, it was like supposed it, to have been like two years ago or something, right? And they're they're in the kitchen of the firehouse reminiscing, and that's how, it was a good kitchen too. It was like your a nice seventies kitchen. Yeah, and then um, I know at one point the guy's like. Well, he's talking about being a paramedic, and it was part of like the dream sequence thing. And he's like, "Yeah, a para para. What do you call it? You know." And like back then, it was maybe it wasn't as you know familiar as it is to us today. The term paramedic, but maybe yeah, it seemed well, like he had trouble yeah, spinning that out exactly. But yeah, so what? So they basically go from this point. They talk about this, and then it's like you said, the dream sequence, basically. But they go flashback, and it's right. Johnny and his old unit in his old station house. And they're like, and Mike and I just talked about this right before it started. This show, we, we don't have many pages of notes for how long of an episode this was because there was a lot of literally just like establishing shots and panning <laughs> shots. So this one literally was like 40 seconds of showing everybody in bed and their boots outside their bed. Yeah. 
And it Which, was a long sequence that did not need to be this long. You show one guy or what, this, whatever, and you're fine. We know right. what's going on. Or like today, I think the attention span of the average American is shrunk to almost nothing. Right. So today it would be a quick shot of one guy in the bed, and then they'd zoom out, and the alarm would go off. Right. But you're right. In this, it was like it was a good. I mean, you could have got up and you know use the bathroom and come back. And <laughs> They'd still, still be in bed. Yeah. Well, and then. But I love. Go ahead. When the alarm does go off. Yeah. And they all, they jump into their boots and basically their pants are already at like over their boots. Yeah. Like connected. I'm like yeah. this is what I need to get to re- get ready for work. In the right. Like, yeah. Oh, totally. just get all my clothes like kind of stacked <laughs> and you just pull them straight up on you. It's like it a cartoon, awesome you know, it's like some sort of contraption they'd have in a cartoon where you just like launch off the bed right in your clothes. It was it was so cool, though. And I'm sure that's how it works. Right. I mean, yeah. And even that scene took a while, though, too. It. So it showed like every single person get their boots on and their pants on and go down the pole. And every single one slide down the pole. Two guys. And I, I posted this little video I made of it a while ago. But then the two guys that go to the map to find the directions. And you could tell they're like, the director's like, all right, run right at the camera, but pretend like the camera's not there. And oh, and I should say that they did use a lot of actual firemen for like scenes in these things. So some of these guys doing terrible extra work or whatever background work is because they're not actors. They're actual firemen and they're like, I don't know what to do. And they do that today (laughs) in like Chicago Fire. Right. They do use actual firemen. But anyway, these two guys. like Humpty and Dumpty, they come running at the camera, but they like don't know what to do, and they're like kind of running into each other, and like you know what I'm talking about? And they're like they don't like oh, I don't know what to do, and then they kind of like split off. <laughs> That's awesome. It cracked me up. I don't know why, but anyway, I so did notice like when when they were when they were going down the poles, one guy got like totally over ambitious. So most guys like jump on the pole and slide straight down. There was one guy that like hit the pole and spun around like three or four times before he went down. <laughs> He hit the pole and miss and just jumped through the hole. (laughs) It just dropped. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so I guess there's a big warehouse fire. And um, we get a lot of technical details here. Again, you know, talking about pressure hoses and hooking these guys, like showing everything getting hooked up. and We see every light, every (laughs) switch, every door angle. Right. Pretty much like every nozzle. I mean – what, one thing I did think was cool is like when they pulled up, when they pulled up to the fire and they showed them like dropping the hoses out before they stopped. So they dropped the hoses out like 100 yards back. So yeah. you could see them like kind of unrolling. Right. You know, I, I don't recall ever seeing that. I remember seeing this in the show all the time. Maybe. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, they just drop them early. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, but That's yeah, there's cool. a, like, there's a lot idea? of in, the, in this particular part too. There's a lot of truck porn. And I think this is. Like how they probably tried to get kids involved in it, you know, like, hey, we want these, you yeah. know, eight, nine year olds to, lo- you know, love fire trucks automatically anyway. Now we're going to get to show them all this stuff working. The ladders are going to go up and the the exactly the buckets are going to go up and the guys are going to go up there and spray water at different velocities. And but um, and it's and, and like speaking of that fire. So they roll up to this fire or this warehouse, right? And it's, it's on fire. That was a decent looking fire. Yeah. I was like, it's like I think they really I mean, set an old warehouse on fire for it. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like a serious fire. It wasn't just like oh, there was smoke coming out of like a window. This thing was blazing. 
Yeah. And yeah. there were probably, I don't know, eight, ten trucks there, you know? Right. Well, I actually it probably, wrote it. Go, it probably did take every one of them to put it out. Right. I, I, I did write in my notes. I'm like, uh, hopefully there wasn't a real fire going on while they were using all these trucks for the scene. Because <laughs> they yeah, looked like new trucks. trucks so it doesn't it didn't really look like they were uh, using some, you know, decoys or like yeah. some old things from a museum or something. Some yeah yeah exactly but uh but as as they're and, um, putting out the fire at one point they do pan and there's like a crowd of old ladies in their like house dresses on you see like their hair and curlers and stuff <laughs> I'm like what are they doing there why <laughs> is this what uh, happened back then did people just drive out to a fire in the warehouse district yeah. and go watch let's go see where that smoke's coming from because it wasn't like it was yeah, someone's house so it wouldn't be like in a neighborhood right was, you know it's in a warehouse it'd be like out you know, away from, <laughs> I don't know, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, You're right. I'm like, I'm still looking at my notes talking about this fire and it's like, still, they're calling in more trucks, more right. trucks are rolling in. They're yeah. show, hooking up the hoses. Like it's every detail. I mean, yeah. it was fascinating. No, it was... Don't get me wrong. It was just a lot, you know? Oh yeah. And then uh, at one point, some fireman comes out and waves Johnny and his partner, whoever he was at that point in. And so they go running in there. And they drag out a different fireman or whatever. I'm like, well, why didn't that guy take him out? But um, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they go put on. Well, the yeah, like they waved him in because like some Someone guy went down. in and like yeah, they yeah. they couldn't get him out or something. Yeah, I guess I don't know. But you're right. Then we see the detail of them putting on the tanks and the masks and going yeah. in and um, you know, and then they they pull them out and um, yeah, clearly, I mean, this you know, there's a rescue team firefighters knew, knew their shit so yeah they knew what they were doing yeah and then um the fires goes out pretty quickly actually um they do they had a lot of trucks there but they put it out pretty fast for how big it was <laughs> so yeah so there was the one older guy that was kind of in charge right he's on the yeah. radio he's the guy that's like this, we need a third alarm you know blah blah and then like after they bring the one dude out after they put on the oxygen and bring the guy out then he calls and he's like all right, yeah, we can uh, dial this back a bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We should have it out in about three hours. So then, like half the trucks leave, and yeah. they're, they're like, they're done. Yeah, so. and then um, so then we go back to the station, and the chief guy talks to Gage again about the paramedic program. He's like, you know, what do you want to do? You know, you should do this thing. He's like, no. He's like, I want to be a rescue man. And I think is that the point where they actually like zoom down on the truck where it says rescue on it too or whatever. I'm like, yeah, 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 right. I'm like, yeah, yeah we know what he said. Yeah, this is where he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I know you want me to take that that training, that para something or other. <laughs> and that's where I was like, paramedic? Was that that foreign of a term back yeah. then? Yeah. But, you know. But he didn't want to be riding around in an ambulance, which I understand. He wanted to be a rescuer. No, right, that's what right. he was trained to do. Like, and that's totally understandable. But um, but anyway, right after that, uh, they get a call about electrocution. Um, and they go, and there's yeah. just some guy, that's like, a- stuck on the wires. Not that there's anything funny about that, but (laughs) for whatever reason, I did find it funny. Not not that someone got electrocuted or whatever, but there's like the guy is, he's like laying across the wires. Like he's like a pole climber. Right. And he's laying across the wires. Yeah. Like on top of them. They, yeah. And they don't decide to shut him off until the fireman gets there and says, (laughs) cut the power. Well, and also they go and they go. He tells them to call an ambulance. I'm like, well, why wasn't an ambulance already on the way? <laughs> this guy obviously oh needs my one. Gosh. 
Yeah. Um, so we we've come a long way since the seventies. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that back then when you call the fire department, literally only the fire department comes. You don't send an ambulance. <laughs> um, right. But then we get to see the whole thing now again, where they load up the basket, get in the basket, drive it all oh, yeah. the way up to the guy. Again, yeah, we see it go up. Yeah, it, then we see them take the guy, put the guy in the basket. Yeah, bring the basket down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then. They, I don't know. He was still what they. I think he still had a pulse, right? I think, and they threw him in the ambulance, and then they. Uh, <laughs> and I'm totally forgetting yeah. that I have stuff recorded. I forgot I have like clips here. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> some, um, some good stuff we skipped. No, but I just too into it because I'm just like all these images are coming back in my head. Because know, right? right after we do this, and- we cut to the the hospital. When one of the doctors has a kid upside down and like shaking up. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, all of a sudden, yeah. this quarter comes out. I'm like, well, wait, was he supposed to be choking on it or was it in his nose? I wasn't sure where they like, came out yeah. of. And I was like, was this a technique? Is this a medical <laughs> technique that yeah. they? All like, right. Did he swallow it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Exactly. I didn't know if he swallowed it, if he was choking, and if he was choking, there wasn't very much urgency to anything that was going on like everything and (laughs) that is one thing i will say and i guess we could start talking about it now but one thing i've always remembered about this show is the doctors and nurse in this show have like zero personality and very little urgency to do anything they're always just like yeah okay (laughs) and they walk away and again i think yeah it's like filling out a form right. right and i think what why this is now this is a you know, Jack Webb, just the facts man, dragnet guy show, right? I remember he, that's how he was. And I have a feeling, I don't know if one, he was that, that's how he was in real life, which he probably was. But also, he did all those cop shows like Dragnet, Adam 12, and this, and I think there were others. But it's almost like he's like, hey, these people are super serious people because they're doctors and firemen. They cannot. Right have any type of emotion <laughs> you know what i mean they gotta be totally removed from everything so that's exactly. kind of what it made me think of they have to be very dry yeah yeah exactly because even like there are there are parts of the show where they try to you know brew up some romance or something right and it's just it's it falls flat it doesn't work well. yeah and again i think it's part of the time but now having said that they do try to do a little joke here because then the other doctor comes in um why bracket comes in and uh you know picks up the coin that was in this kid's nose mouth throat i don't know where it was at and he makes a joke about you know double or nothing and here i get a little bit of that double or nothing doctor you're talking about my feet doctor cardiac arrest electrocution <laughs> on its way in shut up in three Done. <laughs> it's like okay we're gonna do a joke but we're gonna have trixie or uh, dixie sorry come in and just kill the mood right there <laughs> right right um, you guys don't yeah. have time to joke around. This isn't Mash. Mash is on another set. This is yeah. This is as serious as a heart attack, which is coming in right now. <laughs> exactly. So. So now, yeah. So now they're bringing in the guy that had the that was electrocuted. Yeah. And I was thinking too, like she couldn't be more calm when she came in. Like you said, no right. emotion, just. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Cardiac arrest on its way in. And so they they bring the guy in. The doctor's doing the, you know the chest compressions 
the the nurse she gets the uh, uh, Dixie she gets the uh, defibrillator going. They pop them a couple times. They get nothing. Little epinephrine or I'm not even sure. I yeah, I think that's what it was. And then and oh, then they, they lose them. Um, adrenaline probably, but yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they they lose them. So you know those those medics they or the they, I guess they're not paramedics. They're uh, the rescue team. They went and got them, and they just you know they brought them. They lost them. Yeah. So and at this point, right around now, Dixie brings up the whole paramedic program, and she's he's yes he's a total dick about it, right? He's like, I'm not gonna have these amateurs. Yeah. I've been I'm still learning. I've been doing this for 12 years in school. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And he's just not into he's it. Like and a I pompous. Right. And I, I mean, I kind of understand because he's worried about them doing the wrong thing. I get that, but he's a total dick about yeah, it. Yeah. Right. And then Johnny comes in right. to the room where the guy was brought in at right after this talk to check on the guy. <laughs> Basically, he the in. operating room. Right. He just strolls in. <laughs> well, he's a paramedic, or no, he's a <laughs> rescue guy. He can go where anywhere. No, he he's wants. not. <laughs> but um, yeah, to go check on the guy, and the guy's dead. He's like, and Johnny's like, oh, I thought he was, and he's like a dick to him then. He's like, what? You thought he was what? Because he had a little bit of a pulse. You thought he was going to live? What do you, you know, you're, what are you, a doctor? Do you have an MD? I don't think so, punk. (laughs) But anyway, I got a little bit of clip of that because I just where he calls him an amateur again right after that. But I was sure we got him here alive. Oh, and what caused you to think that? The vital signs? Spontaneous respiration? Pupils reaction to light? What were the readings? How much alive? I just felt amateurs. <laughs> I'm like, geez, I don't know how much alive. 40%? What? <laughs> so like, yeah. That that doctor has an awesome voice though. Oh, he's got like, a total stage, you know, voice. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I don't have any of those notes here in front of me anymore, but Robert Fuller, he did a ton of western stuff back in the day um okay. but yeah no he's got a yeah i mean he's got a very authoritative voice right yeah. and that's totally why they picked the guy to do it oh the other doctor by the way i should say this before we get too far um dr joe early uh his name is bobby troop t-r-o-u-p um he's actually a musician and uh he wrote uh, get your kicks on route 66 Really? He didn't sing it, obviously. He That's interesting. Yeah, he was the writer of it. He wrote some other stuff. I and guess, I think like, late, later... He, he had some songs that other people sang that did pretty well, but I guess none of the stuff he did himself did it. But remember, he yeah. sings later in the episode. They kind of bring that yeah, up. Yeah, he does. He plays plays the piano a little bit, sings. Mm-hmm. That's great. I got a um, clip of that because it's pretty awesome. Oh, so let me just say this again. So he is married to Dixie in the show. In like real life at this point, Julie London. So those oh, really? two are married. The older one and her are married, even though he's dating the other one. But Julie London, Awkward. Dixie, yeah. used to be married to Jack Webb years before this show was on. So it's kind of weird. Really? Yeah. That anyway. is pretty complicated. Yes. Anyway. Um, yeah, all right. So then, uh, let's see. So then um, Johnny goes and talks to... DeSoto, right? About with his application. Yeah, that's where they have the they sticky note it. on the, the door. <laughs> Questions about the paramedics program? Come inside. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Right. So he goes in and, and they're talking and there's like, basically you can go through all this training, but you can't use it until this bill passes. Right. And really there's only six guys that have taken the training and uh, I think you should do it. So yeah. Talk He's like, hey, we got to get ahead of the curve. We can't, you know, can't be training everybody at the last minute, which makes sense. Um Sure. But I understand Johnny's thing. He's like, (laughs) why are we going to go through all this training if we can't do anything about it? (laughs) Right. Um, Right. But it makes sense. Like, maybe the bill passes, and then you start the training. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, all right, so then we cut back to the doctor, and he's all crabby looking at x-rays. And then he's going to go to lunch with the nurse. Yeah. And basically, they're talking about this program, and he's totally against it. Yeah. And she thinks it's, like, super important. He's like, no, right. you're wrong. And he it's tries not. to explain. People... It's Yeah, he's not against the guys. He's against the program because he's worried that something bad's going to happen and someone's going to get in trouble. I guess, right. again. He's like, basically, I, like, that. that's, you can't take a crash course in being a doctor. Right, and, just... that, and I understand. I, I get that. Um, right. But they get in an argument, and he's like, eat your sandwich. She's like, I'm not hungry. He's like, eat it anyway. You're getting skinny. <laughs> Oh, and then he actually says something about, um, oh, wait, I think I got a little clip of them arguing here. Hold on a second. I don't know what I'd do without you, but it's an idea. I'm serious, Kel. All right, then I'll be. You knew I was against this, but you pushed it anyway. Now, I don't want to knock women's lib, but I thought I had the right to expect a little garden variety loyalty from you. Or am I wrong? Don't put it like that. I'm putting it like it is. We're being serious, remember? The program is important. And my feelings aren't. No. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> That's the emotional side coming He's out. like, I'm all for women's lib, but I don't want a woman telling me what to do. <laughs> Basically what he does. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I did, but uh, anyway, back to the whole thing where I said she was married to Jack Webb before this. I'm like, you know, he was like, you know, you're getting skinny. I'm like, so did Jack Webb throw that line in to make her feel good, you know, to his ex-wife or <laughs> yeah, something? Right. Maybe if I throw this line in, she'll want less alimony. She'll come um, back. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway, he the, so the the doctor doctor um, bracket does end up helping, but basically because he she knows that he'll want to do it right. So he, yeah, well, yeah. So he ends up being being like the trainer, right? That's what I mean. So you get the guy that's totally against the program, <laughs> and get him to train everybody. I'm not sure how much effort he put into it, but apparently, yeah, based on his personality, well, he's that's like, what she We're said though is that um, yeah. that she would that he would do it right anyway, you know, just knowing that he. I also have a, a bullet point here that says he's a dick of a teacher too. Oh yeah, he totally, he's a total dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's but, like, but at one he, point, so they're practicing giving shots, right? You know, they're doing that, yeah, and then. Doc, or Dr. Brackett shows him how to use the V-fib thing to shock the guys. And then right. and then at one point, they're talking about something. They talk about Dixie and the war. And then I'm like, well, what war? And then they talk about Korea. I'm like, wait a minute. That was in the 50s. So how old is You know, I'm like, wait a minute. How old is she supposed to be? Oh, and well, later, oh, they late, estimate yeah, we'll her age to, that to later. be. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I won't reveal that. <laughs> And then you have Dr. Early joking around, the hip bone really is connected to the thigh bone, but there's also muscles. <laughs> Thanks. I think they knew that yeah. part. 
Um, yeah. And then we, what, cut to Dr. Brackett and Dixie at her place for dinner. Which, I don't yeah, remember so them ever like, okay, dating. They're sort of guess... an item now. Huh? No, so like now they're establishing them as sort of an item, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're having a drink, and they Which, decide yeah, I didn't know, know. to discuss this again. And he, he says, he's like, yeah, they'll save some, but they'll kill the rest of them. And like, so that's his whole position. He can't like teach these guys half-assed. Right. And he's like, no, they're, you know, he's noble. He's like, they're good men. They, they just, you know, they don't have enough medical training. And so, I, I mean, again, I get his point. And especially during this time when they haven't seen it practiced and how many lives are saved. But Right. Um, so the thing is, is though, his point, instead of being just a dick about it, be like, Hey, how about we make the program like this? So they do this and they constantly go through training every several many months, you know what I mean? To try to make it better training instead yeah. of just being, this will never fucking work. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and then they, so I don't know if they ended up getting in an argument again there or what, but there's tension because of this. Yeah. They don't really show and an then, argument. Uh, it's not like he throws yeah, his, they, they ju- she just throws his wine, her wine at him or anything. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then so they they jump to basically like the class and they're pinning the name tags on the firefighters as yeah. I guess they're paramedics you know, now. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, they're paramedics now if the bill passes. Right. Um, and somehow they, and they introduce this politician yeah. that, that's like he gives like super lame short speech, which I, I was thankful for. But they right. he's it, like I just go ahead. You don't need to hear me talk, so let's just go on. <laughs> Something like that. I was gonna say I didn't even write it down, but I'm like, he says like three words. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's I'm pretty like, funny wow, that the state is But I guess expected. he's the guy like promoting the bill, so he's the one that's trying to get it done. Um, and then this yeah. is where Roy DeSoto says he's going to Station 51, and he says to Gage, "Hey, you know, if you you can come with me if you want, if you're good." I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does yeah, that mean? Good. I, mi- good I missed boy. it. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. So that's just how they and established then, them two being at Station Fifty One together. <laughs> that's how they tie it all together. Yeah. Right there. Okay. And I missed it. And then, and then the politician asks, asks, asks that doctor. He's like, "Well, oh, since yeah. you've kind of taught everybody, do you want to help push us through?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You know? Pretty much, you don't want me there because I'll do the exact opposite of what you want to do. Yeah. And then did you notice when like they got – so they go back to the station then. Yeah. And they've got like millions of dollars of equipment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they go They go through. They talk about all the stuff they got. And this is just like a rundown. I got I – got, here, I got a little clip of this whole – I didn't – I had to cut it down. It's like a documentary. literally, again, this was two minutes of them going over every piece of equipment. But uh, I took some of it. Datascope electrocardiograph unit? I didn't know they built them this portable. $1,000 worth of portability. Does it have a lead selector? We can look at and send a full 12 lead EKG. Here's a nerve center, this orange box. Two-way UHF radio links us up with a doctor at the hospital with voice and EKG telemetry. This unit, like all our hardware, is battery-powered. You and I recharge and start a shift. Gives us two hours talking time. This blue box here is the cardiac defibrillator. Similar to the one the good Dr. Brackett demonstrated with your capable assistance. I remember it's no aspirin. Good boy. Again, zero emotion in that good whole boy. rundown, right? Except for Johnny. Johnny's yeah. the only one that ever really had any kind of emotion to him, I Passion. think. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right, you're right. But I think he was supposed to be the you're young right. guy, so that's why. 
Yeah. Oh, and I will say. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm no, I'm noticing now, and I didn't catch this before, but I'm noticing a lot of the good boy, yeah, <laughs> good girl comments. That's yeah. kind of weird. But. Um, but I will say, by the way, I did see uh, uh, this weekend. Uh, Kevin Ty, Roy DeSoto, uh, was watching a little bit of uh, Roadhouse. <laughs> Remember, he was the guy that owned the Double Deuce. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it wow. came on. I'm like, I feel like no I way. Something. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, they go through all the stuff. They have drugs on board. Johnny's worried about druggies stealing the stuff. He's like, don't worry about it. It's all locked away here. You know, they got an OB kit there, for delivering babies. Yeah. And then they just finish, and immediately, bam! They get a call. And I guess it's what it's a That's car accident. I think, right? Yeah, it's a car accident, and off they go. Yeah, off they go, and... and... Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> they get to the scene, and the well, nurse is there. Right, well, I... oh, you missed that part. So Johnny's like, hey, we should take, you know, whatever avenue up ahead. He's like, no, we're going to take a left over here. We're going to swing by the hospital and pick up Dixie, because they can't do anything on their own. He's like, oh, it'll be faster okay, that way. That. Yeah. So that's how Dixie was with them. So she went and picked him up. Okay. And this is where they show them getting all pissed because there's a girl there. She's in shock and they can't do anything. They just like basically bring the medicine over to Dixie to do everything for him. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. And then the cop, the cop, I know this is where you're going, right? Yeah. Cop's like, hey, you guys aren't doing anything. Give me a hand <laughs> with the traffic here. Yeah. It's like, they're like, damn it. Like, oh. I suck. Yeah, why did I go through this training? Yeah, um, and then uh, that's pretty much it. She was in shock, and that's I don't. Oh, they got some nose. blankets. They are like, here we can we can open these up. We can <laughs> wrap you. In <laughs> we can wrap. Yeah, we can take these out of the plastic and wrap you up in them. Yeah, and then um, and then and then so then we the next scene is the doctor and the nurse walking across the like an ice rink. Well, it was like an right. empty con- like I guess they're gonna have a conference there or something. Is that what they're, they're like? Imagine it's filled with hundreds of. I don't know what it was. It was just I like, don't know. Just some. It I was like walking through McCormick Place, like when it's empty. I don't know what they were doing there. Yeah. Um. But again, and they get in a like, fight you know, about you the should really... again. Right. She's like, you should endorse the program. They got very political. It got to be a very political conversation. Right. He gives her shit and about being they in get the mad war. At each other. Yeah. They're like, no wonder you're not married. No wonder you're not married. You know, they're like. <laughs> but then they still <laughs> walk out together. I'm like, God. Yeah. I'm like, do they really hate each other or what? <laughs> and then, what, we're at the, the firehouse. And yeah. And the politician is is, is there. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, morale's low. <laughs> like, I don't know who's talking, but he's like, yeah, some of the guys are thinking about quitting. Right. And the politician. Politicians are like, yeah, the doc won't come on to support the program. We're pretty much screwed. Right. And then I think that would, you know, that was just a little bit of mood setting right there. Right. And then somehow they bring up then, botulism. Oh, that. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. They go back to the hospital. Dr. Early is meeting a guy that has a tummy ache. Remember? And he was worried about botulism. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember. Remember? Yeah. That was like a big deal like in the 70s. Like everyone was worried about canned food having botulism. And I don't know what that was all really? about. I can't remember because I was too little, but I remember like your parents always being 
you know, hey, was that can sealed <laughs> properly or whatever? <laughs> was there a dent in it? You'll get yeah. botulism. Right, exactly. Now yeah, people are injecting botulism that. in their face. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> it turns out he has an ulcer. Oh, and like, I can't have an ulcer. But he has one anyway. What? Yeah. Um, and then I, I have a little note here about some a cop hitting on on a nurse. On right. The nurse. Well, these are the cops from Adam, Adam 12. It was a little crossover to try to oh. get people into the show. Oh, nice. Okay. Didn't catch and, uh, that. And it's been a while since I've watched that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he kind of hits on her and then, you know, it, it goes really off the rails really quickly. <laughs> like he's like, yeah, it does. Yeah. And, um, so what was the point of this scene? <laughs> <laughs> and then, right, exactly. I got a, I got a little clip of it here, because what he offers her at the end is kind of weird. Uh, Dex, what do you hear from the good doctor? Whatever he wants to tell me. What about what you want to hear? How would you know what I want to hear? I'm a trained observer. Maybe a little overtrained. Besides, as a bachelor, I have a right to know who's available. Available or vulnerable? Sorry, Dex. Sure, Pete. I was just practicing some self pity for my old age. Look, if you believe I mean it as a friend and not as a circling vulture, suppose I buy you a plate of spaghetti somewhere. Kind you out of a free meal. A plate of spaghetti. <laughs> that's, that's that's a that, good line. That's a great way to put it. I'm not going to buy you a meal. I'm just going to buy you a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> it's like three fifty it back sounds, then. It, it sounds so less good. <laughs> you know, it's like you like expect like it to be, be coming out of a can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, uh, how about a plate of spaghettios? Yeah, um, there you go. Just I a can. Sh- I got Chef Boy RD coming over. Um, but yeah, it, that whole that whole interaction is just like bam, 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 and they have like it's almost like um, an even worse version of um, Alan Sorkin. You know, one of his shows where they're just like rapid fire talking, and no one has a chance to actually oh, process yeah. whatever they say before they respond. Yeah. This is kind of the same thing. I love those. But with less emotion. <laughs> yeah, I, I always wanted to have like a rant, you know, like you see in those, like where they're like, uh, they just babble for like five minutes about stuff. Yeah. I just, that'd be cool to just practice that and have it ready to go. Right. Exactly. But, all right. Then, then when we do, the Mike, scene... we can do that when we do one of our live shows. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. I'll practice. I'll practice it. <laughs> they do, uh, so the ambul- an ambulance brings in a girl with a severed arm. Um, and they're like, missing limb, not located. Um, right. I missed that the first time I watched this. I'm like, wait. Because I got really confused oh, really? at the next scene at first. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> the arm's not there. Yeah, the, and then the doctor's like, you've got 20 minutes to get that arm or forget it. So yeah. the, the rescue guys head out back to this boat yard where she was like painting the name of the boat. And the guy and, like started the boat up know. or something. <laughs> He started the boat up and like took her arm off. So when they got there, I was expecting them to be like looking in the water. Right. But I didn't realize the boat yeah. wasn't in the water, right? Yeah. So they start like they're looking, they're like, all right, the trajectory of this blade <laughs> must be you know, twenty yards this way. So they're looking through like a pile of logs. They got like something. a protractor out to try to figure out the math and everything. <laughs> they're like, it's gonna be a twenty degree angle off to the east. All right. And then the one guy's like Found it, yeah. And then they race it back to the hospital, yeah. And in surgery, like this is probably 
I'm going to guess this is like one of the first medical type shows, right? I mean, with actual. No, there was other early ones, but. Like what? Like what? I don't know. Marcus Welby. <laughs> General Hospital. You're throwing around medical terms and stuff. <laughs> medical General Center. Hospital? I don't okay. know. <laughs> I don't but know. But I either. mean, maybe, right, maybe the, in my time. Degree. But my, my thought is they should have called Dr. Rudy Wells in from the $6 million man and uh, had right. him come over. That would have been great. Yeah. Um, but I think these run different in a good arm. But, um, so, yeah, they so they do the surgery and they, they reattach it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think the doctor made some comment like, it might not work, but it's better than not having one or something, you know? Right. It's just going to hang there right. and be dead weight but at least she's got it attached yeah and then the girl all right so then like that's this is a two-parter right that's end of part one so that that end yeah that ends ends part one part two starts out with the girl you know the girl getting her you know waking up and like finding her arm or whatever and she is a lot happier than i would have expected yeah for somebody who had their arm chopped off. Especially if you're a painter. She's like I'm I don't know if it was a painting <laughs> arm or not. I didn't even I didn't even take that into consideration. I mean, I don't know right. if that was her, you know, dominant arm or it was, not. It was I'm her assuming. right arm. I wrote I mean, I don't know if she was right-handed, but it yeah. said it was her right arm. But and, yeah, Oh yeah, whatever. he says well, her, her may not work as well as it used to, but at least it'll be her own. Yeah. 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 Neither way is going to be good. Um yeah. But yeah, so then, <laughs> then the uh, doctor early comes in and is like, "Hey, I got a real challenge for you in room four. <laughs> and this is another scene where they try a little bit of uh, comic relief, but unfortunately, neither one of these people are funny. And uh, there's a kid <laughs> in there, and he's got a tuba, and somehow there's a rabbit in the tuna tuba. <laughs> yeah, and there's. Don't know how to get it out. So they're just in there with the... And why they would go to a freaking hospital, I don't know. And, oh, my uh, gosh. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Why were they at the hospital? <laughs> yeah. Any hospital would be like, uh, son, why are you bringing that tuba in here? My rabbit's in there. <laughs> get that freaking filthy <laughs> thing out of here. Like either go to a musician or go to a vet. Like, right. Exactly. So Dr. Brackett's idea is to uh, blow some chloroform in there to relax him. And uh, start shaking it, and hopefully he comes out. <laughs> that was genius. Yes, and um, it, it didn't kill it. <laughs> no, it didn't kill it. That it wasn't was even asleep. Thought, you know? But it did come out, and then uh, I don't think I have. No, I didn't. I didn't have a. Th- I thought I had a clip of this, but um, he, you know, the kid goes. You know, he puts him away. I'm, I don't know where the kid's parents are. Just waiting in the hallway smoking probably and uh he, you know hands they walk out and dr early says to him he's like tell me about the rabbits george and then i said something like oh you're too young i'm like I, seriously they're making a joke about of mice and men like how many people are going to be getting that <laughs> so anyway and i barely remembered it but that's like the only steinbeck story i remember from any type yeah, of schooling i, I did i didn't remember it at all <laughs> Oh, and then there's uh, a lady outside. Remember what the lady outside's problem was? Um, the lady outside. She had a toilet seat stuck. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah, she, yeah. Her husband like put new like enamel or something on the toilet seat. And she sat on it. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's like, uh, tell her to go try maintenance. Um, <laughs> she's like, thank you, doctor. You're we already did. I don't, I don't know. It was a really. Stu- I don't even know what that scene was for. Like another time killer, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they're trying to keep the comedy, yeah, injection going. There, right. But- and then this is where Dixie comes up to Doctor Brack and says, "Hey, I just decided to have a wine and spaghetti dinner." And um, he's like, "You know, it's like for Johnny's birthday." It was like, oh, is Johnny going to be there? Because there's a little bit of tension there with the whole, yeah, you know, thing. Different and sides of the debate. He's right? like, "Yeah," but she's like, "Yeah, just come anyway." You know, we're just going to have a party. You know, it's his birthday. You know, blah blah blah. So they go, and this is where, you know, they're all kind of, everyone's kind of having fun, and then, you know, Dr. Downer walks in, and uh, this is where we get the song with uh, Dr. Early playing a little bit of music here for us. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Here comes old Dr. Brackett. No matter you're ill, he can hack it. He'll peer in your ear and look up your nose. No matter you're ill, he can hack it. You know, for a doctor, he plays pretty bad. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, what was I going to say here? You got the oh yeah, you got so the, the flexes, musical talent there. Yeah, the assemblyman, you know, ask her something like, "Hey, will we be able to hear your phone ring in here?" She's like, "You're going to ask a bachelor lady if she can hear her phone? I could hear it in a hurricane or something like that." I'm like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> she is desperate. Mind you, she's yeah. dating the doctor. Is it just supposed to be a secret? I don't even know. Or is she? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's just a tense relationship there. I'm not sure. Yeah. Then, but, um, um, so go ahead. Sorry. Well, yeah. So then I think at some point, uh, doesn't Johnny like lash out at the doctor? Yeah. First, he, but Roy comes up to him and introduces him to his wife. And his wife's kind of a bitch to him about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're the doctor who thinks (laughs) my husband shouldn't be treating people. She doesn't say it exactly that way, but she kind of reads him a little bit of a riot act. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the assemblyman gets a phone call, and he runs away. And then Dr. Brackett says, happy birthday, Johnny. And Johnny looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pretty much. uh, Yeah. And then, um, oh, and then at one point, Dr. Earl comes, the early comes over and he says to Brackett, he's like, oh yeah. Or no, Brackett says something about it. Yeah. He was my intern. I'm like, wait, how was he the intern? He's like 15 years older than him. I didn't really understand I know, that. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I'm like, did, did he start his med school in like the thirties? I don't know when he was in his thirties. Yeah. Um, that was out of place. <laughs> yeah. But he admits weird. that he went to bat for the paramedics, but he basically smoke blows smoke up his ass, saying, "Hey, you know, you're the bed big cheese here, so your word means much more than mine." Um, yeah. But then the assemblyman has, says, "Hey, everybody, quiet down. They're gonna have open hearings about this." What a, you know? And brackets like, "Ugh." And that's when you were you're saying Johnny calls Isaac. What you don't like the new? I don't know what, even what he says. He basically says, "What are you yeah, all pissed yeah. about this?" And then he leaves. Yeah. Right. Because he's a grumpy old man. <laughs> yeah, he's like, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. Good night. These people are mean yeah. to me. I got to leave the party. 
Yeah. Dixie tries to go out there and stop him and, you know, says, hey, just doesn't work. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He He's like, I know you're here to try to convince me. And he's just a dick about it and leaves. Yeah. And then I mean, he, I'm good with that, too, at this point. Yeah. I mean, he who wants him there anyway? He seems like such a grumpy guy. And he's right. not even the oldest one. No. So. So he leaves. Um I, and I, I don't know what was what happened next. This, this is, is when we cut stuck. to Dixie being in the truck with Johnny and Roy. They're going to, uh, as we've mentioned many times in this podcast, the famous car going over a ledge in California because that happens every week oh. in every TV show. I love that. They should really get those ledges fixed, right? But or cl- I guess they're cliffs, right? Yeah. So yeah, they go and they find the car upside down on its roof. The the driver <laughs> is thrown clear. The woman, maybe his wife, they don't really say, is still inside the car, and the car is teetering on the ledge like the whole time. I love that too. <laughs> it was great. It's like right on the edge. Yeah. And, and so Dixie. It's like any attempt crawls. to save the person inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna like cause this car to just <laughs> Fall. Right. So Dixie climbs in like through the back window and Johnny is on the like coming through the side and they're trying to get her out. But what I didn't understand is how did Dixie get knocked out? Because the car rocks a little bit. and All of a sudden, the next thing she knows, she's out cold. And I'm like, what happened? Like, I don't know. It seemed really odd. I Yeah. It's like she like banged her head or something. I and guess. She suddenly had like blood on her head. I don't know. Right. So they... They drag the lady out, and then the car really starts rocking, and it's starting to go over the cliff. And they, those two go and grab on the car like they're going to hold it back. <laughs> I don't know what All they're right. going to do. They're trying to. They're trying to. They're trying to like hold the car from going off the cliff. Yeah, they're trying to hulk it back. Probably, right? they probably like should have gra- tried to grab her instead. Right. But... Exactly. But so then the car rolls down, bursts in the flames. But then they look, and Dixie is still lying there. Somehow, she didn't go with the car. I I love the explanation. Did you catch it? It was like, the car must have pivoted around her. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, so of course, they get get on the radio immediately, and they call in. And, of course, Dr. Pain in the ass answers the radio, and they're like, even like, even Johnny's like, does that guy ever take a day off? <laughs> <laughs> He's like all fist about it. And then they go through the rundown. Yeah, both are in acute pain and are unconscious. So I don't know how they're in, they know they're in acute pain. And um, you know, he runs down. Then there's there's a third person. <laughs> this is the part I think you were talking about. Third person, female, approximately 30. And I just laughed out loud. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, they said like, she was in Korea. What? <laughs> I'm like, again, this is another line that Jack Webb probably had inserted in there. Hey, just, just go with it. She's about 30. Right. She was almost 50 right. when the show was made. Holy crap. Um, and she did not look almost 30 either it wasn't no. like she was a young 46 again the whole thing goes into the, the back in the 70s everyone aged about five years per year <laughs> based on what they do now um mostly because yeah. just constant smoking 
Um, <laughs> but <laughs> smoking and whiskey, and right? Whiskey. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so um, the doctor says, "Okay, well, you know, have the have the nurse administer whatever." And he's like, "I can't. The third person is the nurse." He's like, "Well, I'll get someone out right. to you." Like we're like forty five minutes away, and he's like, "Just keep him." I don't even know what he says. Keep him out of pain. I don't know. We even know what they're supposed to do at this point. Just stare at him, right, sing right. him a song. Right. I mean, because there's literally like, no hell, to hell with your procedures. Again, there's literally no one else there. They did not call an ambulance to come to the scene, so there's no ambulance waiting there to take these people no, to the right. hospital. They know the car went off or, the cliff, or like. Was this the scene where they did call the ambulance and they're like, un- we, uh, no contact. We can't get a contact with the ambulance. So well, they no said it was going to be like 45 minutes. But again, why weren't they called immediately at the same time? A car went over right. a ledge. You should probably it have was, an ambulance in the 70s. Waiting. In the 70s, it was best practice to wait <laughs> until the firemen got to the scene. Yeah. To determine the, if anyone else really needed, needed one. But. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> But Johnny's like, screw that. I'm treating him anyway. And he hangs up the phone and just starts giving them stuff. Uh, I mean, the doctor said what to give him, so they know what to do. <laughs> he, just, he just starts injecting you know, different things. <laughs> Something's going to work. One of these things is going to work. I'm just going to start jabbing her with uh, needles all over the place. Um, so apparently it paid off, right? Because it's the next thing, scene that I think we see them. Um, oh, she's in the hospital. She's in the hospital. Full makeup and, and the soft lighting. Oh, yeah. She looks great for, you know, a 30-year-old. <laughs> well, they try to make her look 30 and again. <laughs> <laughs> and then the doctor's like, you know, they're talking about it, what happened, and, um, you know. He oh, wait, wait. Hold on a second. I, I forgot. Before we get you, there. You got this? I got a, No, I got a clip of them uh, talking to the doctor before when Dixie's the third victim. Tell the nurse treatment confirmed. I wish we could do that, Doc. Dixie's a third victim. What do you say, Doc? I'll have a backup nurse out there on the double. We're 45 minutes from base. Do what you can. Immobilize those fractures. Don't treat them. These people are in pain and Dixie can't wait. Don't treat them. A nurse is on the way. That's an order. To hell with the orders. (laughs) Got a little rebel there. Yeah. Can a doctor give orders to... Other people, <laughs> I mean, it's not really the military, right? right? Exactly. Yeah, he's not in charge of them at in, in any way, shape, oh, or form. This reminds me. Also, the doctor refers to Dixie as Dix, and I was thinking, not too flattering of a <laughs> nickname to have. Just yeah, just throwing it out there. But, but anyway, like you said, um, yes, they go in and meet with the doctor, and he gives them the riot act, saying, "What would have happened if they would have died? Then he could have got sued." Blah, 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 blah. It's like. You know, the only sure doctor is a fool. I'm like, well, but what are they supposed to do? You know, I don't know. It's just like they're going to die if you don't do anything. Right. So they're going to try something. Right. Right. Then you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get sued for not doing anything anyway. Right. And again, like you were just so, saying, my quote, my comment here was, and really, who is he to be yelling at them? He is not their boss. Their boss right. is their chief. And their station house. They're probably in. They're in no way affiliated with each other. No. Um. So he, he reads him the riot act, and then at the at the end, he's like, "I I don't have the quote, but he said something like, 
you guys did good or something, you know, something like that. It's like the character arc in the story here where the doctor's like, yeah, that paid off. Basically, he's telling the guys after he chews them out. Right. Yeah, it worked, so but it could we, mind we, and maybe not. We, right. So we see kind of a turn in the doctor here. Right. Um, but the, then at this point, the other doctor walks in after they leave. And he just tells him about the the other people that were in the accident. And he's like, oh, Dixie could have been done. And then he just tells him, yeah, the program works. And then he leaves. Right. <laughs> no emotion. Yeah, right. Like a robot walked Point in made. and said something. Yeah. Um, Commander Data from. And um, so then the assemblyman guy talks to him. He's like, you know, we want you to talk because you're the best. You know, they need them there. And he's like, fine, take me to your committee. Um, and then I didn't record it because it was literally like two minutes long. But it, I love how it's his his speech starts. I was like, you're all in danger. It could be an earthquake. It could be yeah. a bomb. It could be, I'm like, Jesus. There could be a bomb. It was, it was almost like they're, they're trying to – he was trying to pitch it like he, like he was going to talk – like speak against it. Right. At first I thought like – Yeah. You know, I mean I knew where it was going but – Yeah. Um, but yeah, they set it up where it was like – you're all in danger if these paramedics try to save your lives. They're going to kill you. Like that's right. where you know, it they made it seem like it was going to go. But then he was like, it was a pretty good speech. It was like, yeah, no, it was fine. You know, there's no. He's like, well, I'd like to have a doctor on. You know, on every. You know, a- anyone who thinks they have chest pains, I'd like to have a cardi cardiologist there, but can't do that. So let's give these guys some basic training and you know, first responders, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it was a pretty good, pretty good pitch. I thought. Yeah, yeah. He said it'll save lives, probably. Some people probably sue. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and he then um, they'll kill some of them. But and, and I think one of the guys, like on the board that he was talking, he's like, "Doctor Brackey, you must be one hell of a doctor." I'm like, "Why? Because of what he, how he said that? <laughs> I don't understand. What does that mean? It really doesn't take a doctor, but yeah. Um, but um, what? So then." They're back at the hospital. Some heroin OD comes in, which I'm like, wow. And just thinking about that compared to now when that shit's still going on, you know. Um, but yeah, they didn't have they, that that, cut me off, right? that medicine that can re, re, reverse it or whatever you call it. Not reverse it, but you know what I mean. Um, like neutralize. Or... Yeah, I don't know what it's called. but um, I don't either. Um, but anyway, so they're all, just all, the, the Johnny and Roy are kind of sitting there. Um, they brought the heroin OD in and um, they're just kind of sitting there talking to Dixie for a second. And then you hear this from their uh, walkie talkie. And they just all kind of stare at it <laughs> for like 20 seconds. Yeah. Really? And that was like 20 seconds of sounds right there. Right. Yeah. Because it wasn't just that. It was like that. And then it did some other things. And then they read off all the stations involved. And they weren't called. So they're like, oh, okay, it's not us. Then literally 10 seconds later, it goes off and they call them. There's some huge tunnel explosion. I guess they're working on some, probably a rainwater tunnel or something. And um, so they got to go now and actually go and... Um, but they they even complained like why do why do we even have to go we're not going to be able to do anything for these people, and right. um, then we cut real quick back to the assemblyman he comes out and says that round one is one, which means they're going to take it to a vote, but then we 
come back and we're at the tunnel now and there's like 500 trucks there. And, um, there's like, what do they say? There's like a hundred men stuck in there and they got there's like 115 people trapped in there. Yeah. And again, crowd of people <laughs> just like standing on the road <laughs> right. watching this going on. Like, yeah. There's and then, death and mayhem in this tunnel. Please watch. Right. And my, the best part was this couple runs up to the, one of the firemen, like the chief or whatever. My my wife's father is in there. He's had, you know, we he's got heart medic. I'm like, this guy is at least 65 talking <laughs> to them, talking about her dad in there. Like, how old is this guy working on the tunnel? Um, yeah. That's, they're like, we'll take a look like at a him. Don't job. worry about it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I um, promise I'll do my best. I'm like, you're not going to, you don't even know who he is. You're not going <laughs> to find him. Exactly. And then, um, but like, he's got a heart condition. I'm like. Well, everyone's got a condition right now because bricks are falling on them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we we keep cutting back and forth now between the hospital and this. So like they, you know, they come out and say, "Hey, take a look at skull fracture number four. Um, but then we never see it, and because we cut back, and there's old ladies watching the crew people again. And- <laughs> Um, the same ones from the beginning. Yeah. Then Johnny's the only one. Like, Johnny's there, and he's all, I was wrong. I was wrong. We can't do anything. We, you know, he's like all like worried about yeah, the like, whole program being like canceled. Suddenly, like, yeah. Yeah. There's a whole change. And Roy's of- like, no, we got to do it. He's like, <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> um, so they keep going in. Bizarre. They kind of like set up like a little base station in the middle so they can bring people to them to take a look at. Um, but, uh, what else? And then again, we see the people, where's my father? They told me he was here. This is someone else looking for his father, but this guy at least was like our age. So he maybe could have still been working (laughs) even then that's stretching it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, but then they finally get to, go ahead. At one point the, um, the nurse says something like, you know, the doctor's like, I don't know, call in more ambulance or something. She's like, Oh, I already called him in. And he's like, Good girl. <laughs> and my my daughter happened to be in the room with me when I was watching that party. And she made this, like, bizarre face. And I, so I looked over at her. And she's 17. So I'm like, did that offend you? And she goes, no, it was just weird. Because <laughs> like, this like, is an adult. To hear, she's 50, you know? But whatever. But all right. So I digress. So back to the, no, back to the tunnel. But um, so they get to one guy. He's tra- trapped under some giant gear <laughs> i don't know what it's for and um uh you know they want to oh no wait so they get to one guy trapped around. the other guy that's there is like can you give me something for my leg my leg hurts really bad and they're like no sorry we can't give you anything you know but they have to work on trying to get this guy out and they're gonna put a jack under them it, and all this kind of stuff that wasn't the guy like under some he was like hit a, like a blade on top of him or something no, it was like a gear it was like a like, big cog oh, okay. in a machinery and um right. so <laughs> and uh the, the, again they show the lady going to the chief did you find my dad and i guess that's the dad he's also having a heart attack as he's trapped under this so <laughs> you know which i guess makes sense so they call it in the rampart and uh i get, get well first they get the guy out right they gotta put a jack in there they this, crank it out somehow, yeah yeah then like some water starts rushing in, so they got to get him out so he doesn't drown under there. But 
Anyway, so they finally get him out. This guy's got this guy's got nothing going for him. Really. No, exactly. Heart he's, condition. He's got a gear, heart attack. Flooding. He's getting, yeah, he's getting crushed and he's gonna drown. Um, so they they need to get an EKG out to him. So they send the EKG to Doctor uh, Brackett, and he wants him to shock him. And they're like, "No, we can't. What are you talking about?" And. Uh, He's, we can't do that. He's like, no, you know, I, I, I just heard they just passed the bill. You can go ahead and do it. And he's like, just zap him. And they're like, he's dying. And uh, I got a little bit of <laughs> right because he did. He goes, yeah, zap him, damn it. Yeah, it's Sorry. like uh, Jim from um, Bones from uh, Star Trek. Yeah. But hold on. Starting the fibrillate. The fibrillate, four hundred watt seconds. Kill. They're not authorized. Are you receiving? Come on, fifty one. You got a dying man on your hands. Doctor, if we administer shock and we lose it, you're losing him right now. You said yourself it wasn't worth risking the program for one case. I just heard from Wolski in Sacramento. The bill passed late last night. Kel, you never heard from Wolski. Yeah, well, I should have. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, I should have. And how's he going to know anyway, right? Um, it sounded pretty fake, though. He's like, oh, I just heard news. News yeah, just yeah. came no, in. Go I ahead and swear do it. to God, like, Five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they shock him twice, and, you know, you get him back in normal sinus rhythm, and ma- magically then the lights come back on. And then that's when right. what Dr. Brackett says, good job, doctors. And I thought that was cute. I thought that was over. I thought it was overkill. Yeah. I was like, really? They're not doctors. Do you know that? You just made a huge point about that for the past hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> and then I, I wrote down this, but I can't remember who they were talking about. I think it was Dixie. Does he say, does he say to Dr. Brackett, you know, what are you going to do if this bill doesn't pass? Like if he gets in trouble for that? He's like, become oh, yeah, a dentist. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Deep cut to the dentist out there. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like an anti-dentite from uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. All right. Um, but anyway, then, so, that, um, so this is pretty funny though, because they're they they're walking out, uh, Johnny and Roy, and I don't know where did the newspaper come from. Like Johnny was like just sitting there. Someone, about, no, it's, does someone somebody give it to dropped him? it. Like someone was walking out. Like the crowd. There's like a like just a bunch of people walking, and like someone <laughs> oh, just yeah. drops it. One of the crowd of observers watching them. Yeah. rescue the people like i was reading the paper while i was trapped in the tunnel and yeah and so <laughs> johnny's is looking at it and roy's walking up with like six containers in his hand like all the machinery's like uh is this stuff a little too heavy for you <laughs> so i thought that was pretty funny and um yeah. but then they read and they see that the doctor went out and went to bat for them they're like what the hell i thought he didn't like it and then at that point, the doctor pulls up with Dixie uh, at the accident site. And I don't know. It's a really weird thing that comes across. But I got a little clip of it because they're like, you know, good job. He's like, good job to you or whatever. And he's like, what are you talking about? You weren't there. I'm like, how do they know what they're talking about? <laughs> like, don't ask. Who asked? Talk to Chief Sorensen. All reports you people did just fine. We were just about to say that to you. How would you two know? You weren't there. No, but he was. Come on, Dix. These boys are suffering from battle fatigue. I really don't know what to say, Doc. Who asked? <laughs> and he's got to be a dick about it at the end. 
I don't know what right. to say. Well, who asked you? I'm like, well, Jesus. <laughs> but it was just up. weird how, like, you know, it, I don't know. It didn't seem like anyone really knew what they were talking about, but yet they did know what they were talking <laughs> right. about with each other. Yeah. Well, that like the guys read it in the paper, I guess. That yeah. You know, he was probably there, but right. they're all like, it's just like it all went unsaid. Yet someone tried to say it, and yeah. then no one asked. And then Roy, you know, at the end's like. You know, some people have been known to change, but my question is, did he really change? He's still kind of a dick. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he didn't really change. He changed his mind about something, but he's not he didn't really change. So, no, anyway. Right. All right. And that was the end. And that's how we got our paramedic system that's now worldwide right. or not, and then, at least across the And nation. then they yeah, then then they came out from the the like uh, flashback the sequence, dream sequence and finish their cup of coffee. <laughs> bidaloo, bidaloo, bidaloo. Yeah. Yeah. And, then and there you like, have it. You're right. Yeah. History and, was made. Yeah. And, and that's how we started. So, so, so it was honestly, it was pretty interesting from that perspective. I think, you know, like that there was, there's like meaning and purpose behind. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Good. Yeah. Um, and I like I like the characters, even the ones that have no emotion. <laughs> yeah, even the robot they're, doctors. They're oddly, oddly entertaining, and the fifty-year-old, thirty-year-old woman. <laughs> but the thing is that the thing is they're they're entertaining, but not in the way that they really are intended to be. No, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, so. yeah, no, I agree, and you know for. So obviously we were pretty young when this really came out this episode, but like you said, we'd watch it all in reruns and it was still going on when we were a little bit older. Um, cause what year did this run to 70? You know, I don't know. I didn't hold on a second. Um, 79, sorry, 79. So, you know, I was like 10 years old when it stopped. So I was watching originals then by then probably, but you know, for a little kid to seeing a fireman, that's all you cared about. You didn't care about how the actors were. You just wanted to see fire and a truck. And, you know, I remember one episode, Johnny getting bit by a rattlesnake <laughs> when he was out there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That would be a good one. I'm telling you, that the toe in the tub thing, I'm pretty sure that was in this. <laughs> if I'll anyone knows that, so. if there was a toe in the tub in uh, emergency, let us know. I say you're confusing it with Dick Van Dyke, but maybe it was just, you know, more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, that's the episode. This is the start of it. Um, we took us a little while to get to this. Like we were saying, we couldn't find the pilot. We had um, trouble finding it. Yeah, that's yeah, just difficult. But thanks to, to um, TV.com, T U B I, uh, we were able to get it. And they have a lot of cool old shows on there. Um, they have, I noticed they have not, not all seasons of everything, but they do have some Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman, I think Greatest American Heroes on there, Magnum, Hunter, and stuff like that. So, um, and yeah. there's one that yeah, I watched. should mention them. Yeah, and I can't remember what it was. Mention them now. in the show notes and, and, and hit them yeah. on Twitter too. Just to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they have a Twitter account. I don't even know. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's it for this, uh, for emergency. Before we go though, uh, we got a promo to run here of one of our, uh, big heads, uh, media podcast partners. Um, I'm trying to, sorry, I'm, I'm talking as I'm trying to find it. 
Uh, Bros Talking Soccer. So another soccer podcast. I think our last one was a soccer one, too. Or football. But the, these guys actually say soccer, so they must be American. But anyway, um, here's a little clip. My name is Dave Knittle. I'm Christian Knittle. And my name is Matthew Knittle. We are the three hosts of the Bros Talking Soccer podcast. You may have noticed that we all have the same last name. Well, that's because we are brothers, bros, talking soccer. Get it? On Bros Talking Soccer, we talk about what's happening in American and European soccer. We also have interview episodes where we talk with guests working on grassroots projects in American or European soccer. Follow us on Twitter at BT Soccer Pod or visit our website, brostalkingsoccer.com, for more info. All of our shows are recorded on YouTube, where you can come interact with us as we record. Bros Talking Soccer is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Just search Bros Talking Soccer. Hope to talk to you again soon. All right. So check them out. Um, three brothers. Wow. I don't know how that would go if I. <laughs> I just see a lot of arguments on it. Um, I do too. It yeah. could turn into, you know, fist fights. I don't know. Yeah. But I guess it just depends on how old you are and how well you get along with your brothers. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Mike and I have no idea what we're doing next because we barely got this one done. Right, but we will do something, and you're you're gonna like it. I'm sure. I just found the emergency episode with the girl that got her toe stuck in the bathtub. So expect <laughs> that, that in your future. Where does it say that here? Hold on a second. Well, it doesn't say it there, but it says it. It the, doesn't say the it there. So how do you know? Oh wait, <laughs> wait, wait! The, the firemen rescue a boy trapped in his homemade rocket. A woman whose toe is stuck in a bathtub faucet. All right. Oh, yeah. 1974. So they stole it from Dick Van Dyke then, basically. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, we'll figure but out yeah, something. We'll we'll hit hit it up on Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of good stuff. So check, watch us there. Um, all that information is at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah. So uh, again, thanks for coming back. And Mike and I are happy to be back uh, with Emergency, and we'll be back with more cool old TV shows. That may or may not be good. Um, it all depends. All right. So for this episode of I Used to Watch This, I am Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. That's it for this episode of I Used to Watch This. Visit us at IUsedToWatchThis.com, Facebook.com slash IUsedToWatchThis, Twitter at IUsedThe2WatchThis, and Instagram.com slash IUsedToWatchThis. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are available. Thanks for listening.